Welcome to the Health and Wellness Show on your VOCM. Now, here's your host, Dr. Mike Wall. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. Today, we are going to talk about mountain biking. I've had a lot of friends that have mountain biked, and they've always encouraged me to take up the sport, but I didn't really know where to start. So I reached out to Adam Churchill. He's the vice president of the Avalon Mountain Bike Association, and he took me out to teach me everything I needed to learn to begin mountain biking and also gain a little bit of insights about the health benefits of this sport. Hey, man. How's it going? Hey, Mike. How's it going, man? Good, man. This is the bike, is it? This is it, yeah. Nice. What we got for you for today? What's this one called? Uh, this one is the Niner Rip 9. This is my main steed. I'm probably yeah. going to be awesome on this then. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You're not even going to feel the trail. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And you got some safety gear for me, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. I got okay. a nice little helmet. got some gloves for you. Cool. Let's get that going. Awesome. So, Adam, how long have you been mountain biking for? Uh, so, I've been mountain biking, I'd say, for the better part of 15-ish years mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. how would you get into it? Uh, just like many other people, man, had uh, had a bike, uh, you know, two wheels and pedals and um, a sense of adventure and uh, just looking for, you know, something more than riding around on the city streets and that and, you know, found a group of people who were out riding in the woods, uh, building trails, uh, and it just kind of grew from there. So, you know, I think uh, you start to see a lot of young kids who are uh, who are out there riding and they're, they're exploring and they're trying to figure out, you know, like where, where are these trails and those types of things and it just naturally kind of grows as you... Uh, um, as you keep doing it and, and yeah. uh, keep exploring, yeah. It's all about the search, right? Yeah. Right, I feel like mountain bike has taken off. How is mountain biking different than, like, other type of biking? Um, well, it, it's really about um, the, the wilderness, the nature, the trail, the adrenaline, uh, those types of things that, that mountain biking, I think, brings a little bit different than, say, uh, road biking or, right. or triathlon. I mean, they each have their own aspects that are uh, exciting and, and that draw people in, but uh, really it's it's being out on that trail and, and uh, being part of nature right I mean, even with mountain biking though i think there's different types like isn't there like downhill and then there's more like the, the fat biking like what are the, what are the absolutely things like? yeah yeah so what we're going to be doing today is mostly kind of a cross-country style trail um and that's it's it's relatively easy uh in terms of that's good uh, yeah it, it, it won't be too, t- too too technical too uh difficult but you know it's it's got some moderate grades uh, a little bit of climbing a little bit of descending but nothing too too aggressive nice so downhill biking um is certainly probably one of the more aggressive downhill and free ride you need a lot of suspension um a, a, a lot of uh, courage <laughs> and um a lot of practice yeah um so that's you know that's a style that was really popular here for many years but um has kind of tailored back a little bit now to something more uh which would be like all mountain enduro style right. and so it's um again more like long epic rides uh stuff that has again some good climbing uh, some really good descents still need some good suspension but you know the proper bike is really Really, uh, really important for that type of ride. Good. We're going to talk about gear and all that stuff too. Absolutely. But let's let's hit the trail. All right. Awesome. You got to probably learn some basics. Like, what are some simple rules to follow? Like going up hills and down hills. Some of those things are probably yeah pretty tough. Yeah, absolutely. So it uh, comes a lot with uh, practice and experience, but um, body positioning is huge. Uh, so making sure that you know the the bike is set up well is is super important. Um, so when you're uh, when you're out pedaling and, and um, you know certainly on uh, features like climbs and those types of things, uh, making sure that you have your seat height correct, so it's high.
high enough that you get a good extension out of your legs, you get to get the most power out of your legs is really, really important. Um, uh, and then I guess uh, opposite to that, when you're descending, um, you know, things like dropping your seat down um, so that you have lots of room to move and, you know, stand up on the bike and those types of things are really important. But, um, you know, mountain biking is as much about, uh, you know, pedaling and power in your legs as it is about um, shifting your weight and body positioning and those types of things. So engaging your entire body, your core, upper body, your arms, back, uh, a lot of pushing and pulling and all those types of things. So um, that kind of stuff comes with practice, mm-hmm. uh, comes with experience. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's a really great way to get a, a full body workout. Um, uh, other important things that you'll learn as you go is, you know, uh, f- um, positioning of your feet and pedals uh, so that you, you know, as you're pedaling, you're trying to avoid roots, rocks, those types of things. Um, so knowing when to pedal or um, when to, you know, uh, I guess have your feet positioned more uh, uh, flat or plain so that you can kind of ride over those obstacles. Right. I also noticed that, you know, you're trying to keep your arms strong and, and your upper body strong while you're trying to keep your grip light. Yeah, which absolutely. Is, which is challenging. Yeah, it's right? a, there's a balance of trying to keep, you know, enough weight uh, over the back um, so that there's traction on your rear wheel, um, but also, you know, enough, um, again, weight or pressure on the front so that you're not pulling up or, or um, you know, torquing so that you're, you know, you start to wheelie as you come. So there's, um, again, comes with a little bit of experience. Uh, things like on climbs, uh, you know, you can you can kind of lean your body forward, but kind of keep your yourself seated and and um, weight back so that you keep that traction. Um, and on descents, you know, one of the main things that you learn fairly quickly is uh, when that with that seat low is get you know kind of low and back. Um, you want to keep your knees and arms bent uh, so that you can absorb impacts and, and those types of things. So if I was going to start out, or somebody's going to start out, and they're going to get some gear, um, how much does it cost? Um, so I, it can get quite costly, um, but it doesn't have to be. So there's options to start, um, and you know some 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 great opportunities for uh, entry level riding. Um, you know I I would always recommend uh, your local bike shops because these people are the most knowledgeable. Um, they're the ones who have spent um, the hours on the bikes, wrenching over the bikes. Um, they have the experience to know. Um, what you're looking for and what's your you know what your style of riding uh, what the type of bike is that's best suited for you so definitely recommend checking out your local bike shops Um, there's a number of them here in St. John's and and also in um, communities or towns cities across the province Mm -hmm. Um, they're the experts Uh, um, that said it it can be quite costly you know depending at the level which you're looking to get into Um, but like I said before it doesn't have to be so if you're just looking for the basics you're just starting out you don't know if you're going to like it you think you know you're just going to ride around the neighborhood light trails trailway that type of thing you know a department store bike might be a perfect option for you Um, it's great cost effective way to get into the sport you just need to know that uh, those bikes are generally um, at that price point not well suited or designed to um, uh, for progression so to allow you to progress if you're looking to ride something a little more challenging or uh, get into uh, you know more aggressive style trails um, so a good place to start. The other thing that you need to consider is, you know, the level of service that is available through uh, department stores varies uh, and certainly is not at the level at which, you know, the, your local bike shop can provide. Right. So, uh, and in some cases, it doesn't exist at all. So if, if you're uh, not mechanical,
mechanically inclined, then certainly may want to make that um, consider that in your decision making um, on where you purchase and where you want to build those relationships and those types of things. Right. What about like used bikes and mountain bikes? Yeah, absolutely. Used market is pretty hot right now. Uh, lots yeah. of people, you know, that it, lots of people buying bikes, so that means lots of people selling bikes. Um, and again, those people who kind of started out at one level and looking to progress. Um, used bikes are a great option, but you have to be cautious because it, it's it's like buying a used car sometimes like you never you don't really know everything under the hood or to the untrained eye it's hard to tell um you know the exact condition of of certain components and those types of things so if you're buying used um you can actually it can actually be a little bit more expensive than what you're anticipating if you have to buy parts or pay for service and that type of stuff so important to speak with a colleague friend uh or even your local bike shops on some advice and guidance on what to look for um but just be wary going in that um, it it may cost a little bit more than what you know the initial say sticker price is. Right. I guess when you think about it though, if you do our riding trails, you don't have to worry about a membership or anything else. There's not those recurring costs sometimes because once you buy the gear, you can pretty much Absolutely. take it, and there's no cost to go out for the day. Absolutely. You know? So that's there's a, a, a growing body of evidence around the importance of you know unstructured play mm-hmm. and kids just being able to kind of get out in nature, explore, uh, have that sense of adventure, uh, that independence. Um, and, you know, mountain biking and, and cycling in general really offers that um, and an opportunity for those who maybe don't have the means to, you know, buy all the gear to uh, participate in uh, organized sports. Or if you're thinking about, you know, the time commitment, um, some families or individuals are challenged for, you know, to participate in these things to, for the time commitment. You have working parents, um, people who are working shift work or single parents, uh, getting your children or getting to practice and um, the the clinics and all those types of things can be challenging from both a cost and time perspective. So yeah. when you have unstructured uh, sports such as, uh, you know, cycling and mountain biking, it it really, um, at the end of the day, can be a quite a, a cost-effective um, alternative. And also, you know, a bike for most people is a, a mode of transportation. So mm-hmm. there's an added benefit to that as well, right? Right. I mean, yeah, there, there is some, some information saying that kids might be too structured these days in a lot of things, and having that play is big. I know when I was a kid, we played. Absolutely. You know, we did, we played, we got into some structure sport in like junior high maybe yeah. but before that it wasn't it wasn't so much um you got on the, your bike and went yeah <laughs> right and also for adults too it's it's something we all know how to do you know this like it's just like riding a bike yeah and so for people that are trying to get a physical activity it can be difficult sometimes and sometimes the the you know physical gym environment isn't that inviting for folks but bikes are familiar for them so for adults it's also i mean like for example if you go out and you're biking how many kilometers can you do in a day Oh yeah, I mean it's pretty incredible to see some of the people around here. I mean, I, I think the one of the longest rides I've seen um, in a day is you know 170 kilometers. Right. Now that's a pretty advanced rider, but um, you know I do rides everything from two to three kilometers uh, when we're riding in trails. Um, you, know, you get a lot of uh, steep uh, climbs and descents, so like the, the the kilometers aren't necessarily as long, but the the activity is intense. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you can you, you really the the uh, the options are are endless. You know, you can go from one end to town or um, across communities. You know, there's people who who can ride, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 kilometers in you know a matter of an hour or two. Yeah. And really good opportunities there for uh, for again adventure and play and, and right. all that stuff. And different styles of exercise. You get the long, steady, flat ones, and then you got those high intense ones. I remember the hardest hike of my life was like two kilometers long. I think because I went up a mountain in uh, South America and exactly. then down, and it was on d- distance-wise it was nothing, but the vertical hike was something else. All right, we're going to jump to a break, but I'm here with Adam Churchill. He's the vice president of the Avalon Mountain Bike Association. 
The Health and Wellness Show will be right back on your VOCM. Now back to Dr. Mike Wall. This is the Health and Wellness Show on your VOCM. We are talking earlier about downhill bikes. Yeah. And when you have two things, so suspension is one thing, but also geometry. So when you're going downhill, yeah. um, you, you basically you want to be sat far back over the back wheel a lot. Okay, um, yeah. Sense. Right. And uh, the bikes are set up such that they handle going down really well. Right. That also means that they don't do so well climbing. Oh, right. I guess all the suspension in the front is allowed to give you that sort of give so your front wheel doesn't you know, go ahead over the front. Exactly, yeah. And I really want to go big impacts on, you know, you're, you're coming off big um, drops or jumps or uh, even just like uh, rolling big steep rocks and those types of things. Yeah. It's a big difference there, right? I got you. Why is the seat not padded at all? <laughs> <laughs> that comes to you building the padding yourself. Maybe I've been <laughs> away from the gym a little too long. All right, Adam, this is a health and wellness show. So obviously health is a big aspect of this. What are some of the benefits people get from this? So, I, I mean, I, to be completely honest, um, the health benefits are kind of secondary to me. Like, it, uh, the, it's the, the fun, the adrenaline, the challenge that really drives me out here. It, but the health benefits, it, like, it, you know, you almost don't even notice um, that you're exercising. Right. And uh, so you get great uh, cardiovascular uh, training. Um, it's a full body workout. So, you know, a lot of people think that it's, it's all in your legs. But mm. really mountain biking, when you're, you're navigating, you know, some of these rocky, rooty sections, or off camber areas it's all about your core and and being able to kind of navigate the bike um, and navigate the trail um, uh, and, and keep that balance in all you know different awkward uh, positions there's definitely a lot of fine motor skills to keep that bike straight especially when it's moving up and down over rocks and stuff absolutely yep yeah yeah and so you can almost tailor it so sometimes you know I want to come out for a nice leisurely ride and I'll just keep my pace down but um, other times you know I want to I want to you know I'm using Strava I want to go for one of those KOMs or uh, what's KOM? Sorry, a King of the Mountain or, oh. or QOM is Queen of the I Mountain. Because I saw that on your website, <laughs> like there's like uh, everybody's loading their Strava, so like it's almost like you guys have these informal competitions going on, which yeah. has to be a huge driver for people to do better and actually get fitter. Yeah, and even just for like as a driver for yourself, you know, like pushing yourself to do a little bit better, a little bit faster, and yeah. uh, you know, it, it it's great for it has little segments and you can go up and you kind of repeat them, and you know, it pushes you to be um, to be better and to you know get into better shape and and improve your fitness. So there's a lot of health benefits when it comes to mountain biking. The first one is that there's improved heart health. Regular exercise helps our cardiovascular system, but the British Medical Association studied over 10,000 people and showed that riding a bicycle for at least 20 miles per week lessened the risk of coronary heart disease by almost 50%. Another thing about mountain biking is that it's easy on the joints. There's not as much impact, especially if you're on a suspension bike like one of the mountain bikes I was on with Adam. Mountain biking's low impact. It means that it can put less stress in your joints, but also gives you the aerobic benefits of something like jogging but without all that pressure on our knees and our back. There's other decreased risk of diseases too. It helps keep our immune system strong and people that exercise and cycle for 30 minutes a day, five days a week, take about half as many sick days off of work as compared to their sedentary counterpart. I was out in nature the whole time I was there and I was really focused on what I was doing. So there's obviously a reduced stress and improved mood. Concentrating and being in nature allows you to forget some of the stresses of day-to-day -day life. 
The most interesting stat I found was that it may actually increase our brain power. There was researchers at Illinois University that found that 5% improvement in cardiorespiratory fitness from cycling led to improvement of 15% on mental tests. That's due to brain-building cells in the hippocampus and the region of the brain responsible for memory. Apparently, it boosts blood flow and oxygen to the brain, which fires and regenerates these receptors, and it explains some of the health benefits that help ward off Alzheimer's. One other thing I can attest to is that it improves your balance and coordination. Mountain biking isn't super easy. You're going over rocks and, and tree stumps on some of the Newfoundland trails. It requires you to have pretty quick reaction, and these are using little muscles in our body called stabilizers that can help improve our core strength, but also the stability of our shoulders and our knees. It's a full-body workout. My whole body was a little bit tired after going through that exercise with him. I had a great sleep that night, and you know what? I had a great time hanging out with Adam as well, and I think that's a huge draw to the sport of mountain biking here in Newfoundland. It's now an all-around, all-year-round type activity. So, you know, you got a fat bike here. Yep. And I know people are riding fat bikes all winter long in, like, places like Pippi Park and stuff like that. Absolutely. You know, so so what's uh, what's the difference between these bikes right here, like the fat bike that you can take in winter? Yeah, so, the, I mean, the main difference, if you're looking at um, a regular mountain bike versus a fat bike, is obviously the tire size. Um, the frame components, those types of things, are all a bit wider to accommodate, but more or less look very much like, a you know, your standard mountain bike. Mm -hmm. And you can get them... You know, and like this, I'm riding fully uh, rigid mount, um, fat bike, but you can get them fully suspended as well. Right. Much more expensive, but um, certainly they can, you know, tackle basically any trail that you know any other mountain bike can. Yeah, it looks like a tank. Yeah, so the, the fat tires allow you to really float over a snow. And, and you mentioned, uh, you know, the winter biking. Uh, I just started this year. Um, I'm, you know, I've, I've always been a snowboarder uh, growing up and, you know, I enjoy the outdoors generally, but um, I wasn't sure about getting out in the wintertime on a, on a bike. There's a little bit of snow this year. Oh my, a ton of snow. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're entirely volunteer driven efforts to groom um, trails oh, in, cool. in these areas. And it is unreal. Uh, it's actually a, a, you know, I consider it a gateway for most people. You know, a lot of people are actually starting with a fat bike mm -hmm. in the wintertime and learning to love biking or mountain biking. Well, I tell you, you know, you're going down these hills and there's roots and stuff like that. It'd be a little less intimidating to fall into the snow. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so yeah. I can see that. I can see the benefit of that. And it's also something to do in the wintertime here where, you know, like it, it's a bit of a hike to go to some of the other outdoor activities. Yeah. Indeed. So it's, it's right next door. Just yeah. like Just like the mountain biking trails in the summer. Absolutely. Okay. So let's just, uh, before we start up again, let's talk about safety because safety is obviously super important for people. If they're going to get out there, they got to make sure they're doing it properly. What are a few main safety rules people should keep in mind? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, um, obviously, a, a good helmet. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, top of the line or expensive, but a good helmet uh, designed for mountain biking. And if you're going to be uh, biking in the summertime, you want something with good ventilation. Mm. Um, other than that, a good set of gloves. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it helps with your grip, but also if you fall off, then, you know, you're scuffing your hand, your palms, those types of things. Um, and then commonly when you get into some of the more aggressive style riding you know people are wearing uh, knee guards or shin pads mm -hmm. um, I normally would if I'm riding in, in um, a more aggressive trail um, and then lastly some good footwear so you want uh, a footwear that has good grip that's going to really uh, grip onto your pedals yes um, and so that you're not slipping I've yeah I've noticed that today I've also heard hard toe shoes make a difference if you're hitting rocks is that true um, I've not worn okay. hard toe shoes all biking we'll take, but, that uh, yeah. take that part out and what, what was it and you must have to have good shoes yeah absolutely yeah so something that um, has a good uh, you know grippy uh, flat sole really that grips onto your pedals um, that that's going to 
help you from slipping off and, and stay on wall, you know, when you're in uh, some of the challenging terrain. Okay, so you're going out for like a longer trail. It might be a little bit more remote. You might not have cell service. Like, would you bring some other gear with you uh, for safety that way? Yeah, definitely. So you, you want to be prepared. Um, so these days, tools, you can get tools that actually will uh, mount uh, to or inside uh, parts of your bike yeah. um, so that, you know, you can ride around and not have to wear a pack. But if you're um, going for, you know, a longer ride, especially if you're, you happen to be going by yourself, mm. um, then having a good multi-tool that has some Allen keys um, would be important. A pump or a CO2 inflator to, right. you know, in case you get a flat, spare tube, uh, that type of thing is, is really great uh, so that you don't get caught out. Mm -hmm. um, and some, if you do have a flat, then a really good thing to have is tire levers, something that can actually pry oh, the tire right. off your rim. That's right. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, that's important. Uh, the last thing is, you know, you're going out, you're going to sweat. I'm sweating right now. It's been a lot. It's been hard. Yeah. Um, what about nutrition? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, so, you know, lots of water. Uh, so again, you can have your uh, hydration pack or there's uh, bottle mounts on your bike. So lots of water, bring water with you. Um, you know, a good, healthy, well-balanced diet certainly um, helps, you know, in any, I think, physical activity that right. you do. Um, um, but if you, you know, you load up on, on grease, you know, you go for a feed of uh, fish and chips before you head out, you're probably not going to feel the greatest. Right, not, not exactly performance food. No, absolutely. But after, okay. you know, when you finish up, um, you know, so get some uh, carbohydrates, some protein back into your body so that you recover well, mm -hmm. um, and, and those types of things. But generally, like every other type of fitness, you want to you have a good, balanced diet to go with it. And if you talk as much as we have been today, you should probably bring fly spray. Yeah, no, I absolutely. <laughs> Let's keep on going. The Health and Wellness Show will be right back on your VOCM. Now back to Dr. Mike Wall. This is the Health and Wellness Show on your VOCM. So you are the vice president of the Avalon Mountain Biking Association. So tell me about that organization, what you guys are trying to do here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, I guess the, the easiest way to explain it is um, we're an advocacy association. We're a registered not-for-profit. Um, and what we're advocating for is trail infrastructure. Um, now, coming with that is just mountain biking in general, but trail infrastructure is really where we're, um, we're lacking, but we have the most potential. Mm. So, um, we, and one of those gaps really is for beginners, for a green trail, somewhere where people who uh, can bring their children or, you know, it's just starting out mountain biking, um, something that's fun and exciting. Um, just challenging enough, but is is fun that it, it gets somebody hooked so they want to mountain bike more. Right. Right now, these types of trails are really challenging to bring a new person out um, who maybe doesn't have the fitness level that's required or um, doesn't have the balance and that kind of stuff. So you're hitting roots and rocks and all that. And it takes a lot of skill uh, and a lot of training or a lot of practice to be good at that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's almost like skiing in a lot of ways. Like there's the green hill and the blue and the black diamonds and all that. Absolutely. So if you, I, I mean, a lot of ski hills now, now offer a, a downhill or a mountain bike option in the summertime and you'll see the trails are marked very similar using the same uh, marking so uh, green blue and black double black uh, and so on so it's exact exactly the same you know our mountain bike trails have to be unique to some places um you know what they're so common these days uh in you know in jurisdictions and provinces um around canada across the world but i, I guess what we have so uniquely is that or it's it's positioned right in the middle of a city basically there's uh, three main trail networks that we have here 
um, I, that I would say that are being maintained by, by crews or that people frequent. And you're minutes away from everything. So from your bike shops, from hotels, uh, from restaurants, from breweries, cafes, all of that, right at the doorstep. And so right. we really have an opportunity, uh, I think, to position that really well, similar that we've done with all of our other, you know, great tourism products. Yeah, and it's funny because that's how I almost got into mountain biking a bunch of times because I'd be down in Kitty Vitty and uh, here comes some people down for a post-ride uh, beverage yeah. and uh, talking about how awesome it was. Absolutely. And they're in their full gear yeah. and they're just sitting down in one of the restaurants that are down there and it's like so convenient. It yeah. just looks like a really relaxing kind of thing to do. Absolutely. You know, and it's a lot about that, you know, you're, you're going out with your buddies or, you know, um, feel that camaraderie and um, it's fantastic. But people are traveling, you know, there's, there's a lot of data on mountain bike travelers, um, people who travel for the purpose of mountain biking, but also people who now are, they see it as an activity or an excursion while they're out. So, or while right. they're traveling. So right. you come to a location and you say, oh, geez, you know, is there a mountain bike? And you go, you rent and then somebody takes you and those types of things. So yeah, that's a whole tourism opportunity, big time. Absolutely. And something we can do this summer, if there's not going to be much tourism here, then we can at least, uh, you know, take part in ourselves, especially if we've got something like this right at our doorstep. Absolutely. To find out more about the infrastructure projects that's going on for mountain biking, I reached out to Mark Dobbin. He's a local business person who owns land in the area and is proposing a federal and provincial project along with his land to develop a mountain bike and hiking trail system that would help promote the sport internally, but also be a tourist draw for people visiting our province. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you very much. Good to be on. Yeah, so why don't you walk us through some of the things you're, you're hoping to do up in that area? So uh, a number of years ago, I became uh, aware that there was a uh, parcel of private land, a little over 46 acres, that uh, was for sale up in East White Hills. And it's a very common uh, walking uh, area on the East Coast Trail, and it also has some lovely uh, mountain biking trails. So I kind of conceived a project. I've been working with uh, the, the mountain bikers and talking to some others about getting the provincial government to contribute its land that it has up there, and it has a significant holding of land, it's a surplus. Mm-hmm. Likewise, to get the federal government to contribute its land, I would contribute the land that I acquired. We'd uh, make it a wilderness park uh, with also uh, some mountain biking trails. That'd be great. I, I've been to uh, Whistler in the summertime now, and you see just how huge the sport is. It's actually, apparently, it's bigger than snowboarding and skiing together up there, and uh, I could see how that can make a difference. What, what are some of the things that you think would be a spinoff from that? Well, I think it would be great for the uh, local economy uh, to make us a destination for mountain bikers. As you say, it's a very popular sport. Uh, they tend to spend a lot of money wherever they go, in restaurants and uh, hotels and just shopping in general. So um, I, I think it would be another uh, leg on the stool of the uh, of the tourism industry here in uh, Newfoundland and Labrador. It would also uh, be a, uh, a contributor to the wellness of the people of the province. So to be able to get out, uh, it's a it's a year-round sport. So uh, having uh, access to it uh, right in the city center, essentially, I think is just a, a great all-around thing for the province. I think that's true. You're, you're right there. You can access the White Hills area very easily. I've seen the mountain bike trail that's currently been built there, and I think it's been built voluntarily by people. Um, but you are right next to Kitty Vitty. You're not far from downtown, especially on a bike. And so I can see how that could be a real driver for 
but what would be some of the things that you would add up there? Would it uh, would it just be trail system, or would it be more than that? We'd want to keep it as pristine as possible. Obviously, the the trails you'd want to reinforce those and bring them up to uh, a. They've been done very well, but they've been done on a shoestring budget, so uh, they can be hardened and uh, upgraded. You would need things like parking and signage, and you need to delineate the area where the mountain biking trails are from the uh, more wilderness preserve. So those are the type of things I'd like to see done. Also, uh, you know, we do have the uh, summer games coming to Newfoundland and Labrador, and mountain biking uh, is a a recognized sport, and we don't currently have a venue to host that. So uh, I'm also hopeful that the city would uh, look favorably on this area being upgraded and used for those purposes. Yeah. So you a mountain biker yourself? I'm not actually not. I prefer hiking. Um, oh, yeah. I'm uh, probably uh, a little uh, late in life to pick up uh, a sport where uh, where uh, there's a high level of skill for the type of trails uh, up there. It's not a beginner's uh, yeah. area. But no, I do I do hike the mountain bike trails as well. That's great. Well, I know you're a big advocate for health. I know that's some of your personal interests and your business interests as well. And I think that's uh, that's something that's much needed in the area. I actually went out with Adam Churchill from the Avalon uh, Mountain Biking Association the other day, and he took me on what was, I think was probably a pretty easy trail. But I, I can concur that it is a very hard sport, and uh, I can see that you, you need a lot of practice to get good at it. <laughs> yeah. But that might be something that we can offer the area. So um, that's great to hear about that type of project. I think that would be something that could really add to the sport around here. So what do you think the proposed timeline would be, and do you have like a, a name for the area? Well, the uh, working title for the uh, area is uh, Kitty Vitty Wilderness Preserve, excuse me. Okay. Uh, in terms of timelines, I'm ready to go immediately. Obviously, uh, I'm uh, a private citizen and can move quickly on these things. We were in discussions with the province. We were in discussions with low-level discussions. I don't want to over-characterize it. With the federal government as well, and there's an inclination for them to move that way. There was a curveball thrown that that is the preferred location for a new prison to replace the one on the lake. That seems to me not to be the highest and best use of that land, given its location and its current use. Right. Thanks so much for filling us in on what your plans are up there, Mark. Look forward to hearing more as it develops. You're very welcome. Quite happy to share the information. I think the more people that uh, know and embrace this concept, the more likely it will come to be a, a real project. Well, thanks very much. Talk to you soon. Okay, take care. Okay, so we talked about mountain biking from a recreation standpoint and physical activity, but uh, you can be competitive at it around here too, right? Absolutely, yeah. There's been lots of opportunities for uh, cycling competition in the province um, over the years, but mountain biking has really started to uh, grow again um, with uh, two main, I guess, series that happen right now, uh, or were planned to happen, I suppose, uh, prior to uh, uh, COVID-19 and everything Mm -hmm. else. But um, for kids of all ages and adults for that matter, um, there's the St. John's Short Track Series, um, which is real simple, um, uh, short uh, distance uh, and short time frame uh, race that occurs uh, over uh, the span of three or four races, and it's done in age categories. Uh, and really, it, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, you see kids going out with push bikes or balance bikes, and uh, some with training wheels on. Uh, it's really uh, incredible to see just the uptake. But um, you know, it's a great way for people to kind of get into the competitive aspect of 
it. Um, it's friendly competition. You know, there's a barbecue at the end, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so looking forward to that resuming. Hopefully, I think next year. I don't think it's going to go ahead this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but competition there is is is, uh, is great. Great way for people to get into it. Yeah. Uh, the next level is is um, around here is the St. John's Enduro Series, and so that um, has has been on the go for a number of years, but has really started to blossom again. Uh, again, a lot of youth riders participating in it. It is more geared towards your experienced rider. Um, so the enduro style riding is uh, more aggressive, a lot more aggressive uh, descents. Um, you know, I guess racing in general is is typically uh, geared towards more experience, but there usually is one or two races that um, are, again, easier in the, say, the um, uh, PP Park Three Pond Barrens area um, that, you know, there's not quite as much elevation, so it's not as, as aggressive as terrain. So it's a great way for people to kind of step in and, and try it out um, but it's a ton of fun uh, you're more racing against yourself than anybody else mm-hmm. uh, and uh, again just a good sense of camaraderie and uh, you know people getting out and sharing their passion we'll be right back after this break the health and wellness show will be right back on your vocm now back to dr mike wall this is the health and wellness show on your vocm So one of the things I'm really big on is getting out in nature. I think it's really good for our mental health. Um, how do you find uh, mountain biking sort of allows you to interact with nature? Oh yeah, I mean that's it's probably one of the core aspects for me. You know, it it really um, it provides that opportunity to kind of um, just get away from you know the stress and um, uh, all the challenges of everyday life to kind of shut out work for a little while and to think about things a little bit uh, differently. You know, um, just focus on what you have in front of you and you know you almost get this instant reward um, when you're when you're riding uh, you know you you, you, um, you climb you know on some of these trails uh, to the peak and all of a sudden you've got this uh, incredible coastal views and breath, just breathtaking uh, vistas um, overlooking out looking you know over the ocean and uh, a rugged coastline um, you know sometimes you see icebergs or whales in the distance like it's right. just surreal yeah uh, you get that fresh uh, clean air so it's you know it's it's huge i think it it really is what um from a mental health aspect is what kind of grounds me and and recenters me after having you know some some stressful days at work or Mm -hmm. or, you know tons of family and that kind of thing and i think that you know you're doing you're looking at every stump and every rock and the next turn is coming up so you know you're forced to be present and sometimes that forced meditation is something that people need absolutely so another thing is that if you're spending all this time in nature and you're developing these trails is there an environmental impact from mountain biking yeah, I, absolutely. That's a common question. I think that we hear a lot. Um, I think the any uh, large and reputable um, trail organization or association will tell you that uh, the most important thing to any trail uh, is building a sustainable trail. Um, so, regardless of the use, you know whether it's um, hikers, mountain bikers, or otherwise, um, having a sustainable trail is is the the key or the most important thing. Uh, and you know, so a lot of that here is certainly about uh, controlling water and water flow um, uh, but having a uh, you know I, I guess an established trail a well-built sustainable trail um, is actually a great way to get people to engage with nature um, and to to build an appreciation and um, you know I like guess strong trail or nature stewardship 
So when people are out and we're on these trails, it, you know, it, it's it's about um, preserving that environment. You know, we're not interested in going out there and you know, I guess tearing up the land and plowing down trees. Really, it's it's really careful, thought out, um, uh, and precise ways to build trails uh, so that it has the least amount of impact on nature. Um, and you know, uh, uh, great organizations and Parks Canada is one. Mm-hmm. You know, they they see the value in in trails and certainly in mountain biking trails. There's a lot of development that's happening in in national parks around the country right now mm-hmm. uh, specifically for mountain biking and and they know it, it's it's an ability to provide people with the opportunity uh, to recreate to have fun um, but to appreciate and to enjoy nature and I think the more people we have out there enjoying these trails the better for us yeah and I think that uh, sometimes you get people that spend time and do sports that are in nature they tend to sometimes have the greatest uh, respect for it so I know the people that hike will pick up garbage, people that kayak will clean up beaches. You know, um, I'm sure that's a core element to it, to respect that environment. Absolutely. So when you're, you know, anything you bring in, make sure you break it out, you bring it out. You know, it's no different than hiking or otherwise. Um, you know, other than the trail, there should be no other evidence that you're really there. Uh, you know, we do, with our wet weather, it's hard sometimes. You see a lot of, you know, uh, footprints or tire tracks and those things um, where, where water tends to collect. But uh, otherwise, you know, you, you want to try and be as respectful um, of the natural environment as you can. That's great. So I know that one of the mandates of your organization is to develop a formal trail infrastructure. What are the benefits of that? Oh, they're 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 so far-reaching, Mike. It's it's incredible. So in all aspects of things that we've discussed uh, today, you know. Um, and we're talking about uh, trail infrastructure and environmental stewardship. Um, having the proper infrastructure, really, that that meets the demand um, of the local community or um, of the population, is so important for things like um, you know user conflicts. So you, you start pulling people away from uh, trails that aren't really designed or built for cyclists or bikers, and you start putting them in places where they should be. Um, so user conflict um, comes down. Uh, you stop um, you know road building and, and building of bad trails people who, who want something fun and, and exciting to ride or explore um, and, you know, think they're doing a good thing by building trails, but they don't know the proper practices. So mm, may not I, even be safe. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, it comes with a lot of, of training, experience um, and, uh, and knowledge to build a, a well-built trail. Uh, so, you know, that that's a, an aspect of it. And then, you know, the, for, uh, for me and for a lot of people, um, it's about, you know, one of the most exciting things is getting new people into the sport. So, uh, you know, my kids, for example, or for friends who are just picking it up for the first time, having somewhere uh, to bring them um, that is, a, you know, a properly designed trail that can still be fun and challenging at the same time, but, um, you know, not too, too difficult. Um, it, it reduces barriers for people. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's less uh, scary for some people to uh, to ride on, on properly built uh, green trails, well, you know, that Especially because they're ranked, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it, when, you know, they uh, have, they know they can ride something that's up to their skill level, it also has, uh, I guess, reduces the barriers from a cost perspective because the equipment that's required to ride on some of our trails, you know, it can be quite costly, but if you have the proper infrastructure, it really reduces that barrier. So kids and, and you know, brand new green riders can, can get out there and, and start and explore. Uh, and you think about, you know, uh, I think about my childhood and, you know, I was certainly lucky to be able to have a bike 
as a kid and you know I know many others are um, but what happens generally you know you, you stop riding you, you give it up and, mm-hmm. and why is that you know like one it's hard to kind of get around town but we really don't have infrastructure or facilities for kids or for mm-hmm. uh, for people to continue on so you know you're not allowed on sidewalks you're not allowed you, you get uh, yelled at or uh, you're not encouraged to ride in the streets or it's scary to ride in the streets and um, dangerous and dangerous <laughs> um, riding around on city paths again you get yelled at you're not supposed to be there those types of things so there's all these barriers that are put in place here's an example when I was a kid skateboarding was considered the worst thing ever you're you're right. a borderline criminal if you skateboard it and then the, every single town and municipality has a skate park now absolutely and what they do is they've got a place for the kids to go so they aren't loitering they aren't hanging around they're safe they've got they're not building their own ramps out of nothing hurting themselves and they shouldn't be absolutely. or or skating around in, in public things so I think that that's probably where you guys are with mountain biking right now absolutely yeah, yeah. we'd like to see a, a you know a pump track and a trail infrastructure recognized mountain bike trail infrastructure uh, in every community across this uh, yeah. island and uh, I think that would be a, a gold standard for us yeah well that's great it sounds like you guys are well on your way here locally all right, so now we've finished our ride, and I'm pretty much a pro uh, mountain biker. Absolutely. Uh, what are what are some ways I can talk to talk? What are some terms people need to know if they're going to be uh, mountain biking? Well, you know, you, you can always talk about like the gnarly trail if that's uh, you know that's the kind of the common thing. But no, I, I mean um, when we're going out, you know, you, you hear a lot of people talking about lines, so you're going to pick the right line, um, keeping your head up uh, when you're climbing. You know, you talk about punchy climbs, those types of things. So you sound real real smart if you're talking about oh yeah i got a punchy climb coming up you know get a good pedal in um you know that kind of stuff it's uh it's got its own subculture it's just like everything and i guess the best way to learn it and the best way to find out how to do it is by going with people that know absolutely and earning your stripes like every other thing and that's that's another thing that's important i think is etiquette because i could see how it could be really dangerous if somebody didn't know what they were doing and they were on a trail with advanced riders and somebody comes down fast and and you're in the way like what's what's some etiquette people should know yeah i mean and certainly with all the activity that we've had on on the trails lately um everybody getting outside you know organized sports kind of come to a complete halt um there's a lot of traffic uh and on our trails there's a lot of hikers dog walkers all of that um i think it's you know it's it's being aware um being courteous and being respectful well thanks so much for taking me out today that was super fun my pleasure mike it was absolutely excellent i'll give you a note tomorrow and tell you how sore my legs are (laughs) no doubt thanks again all right If you're interested in getting into the sport of mountain biking and finding out more about the local association, you can find the Avalon Mountain Bike Association on Instagram at the handle amba.nl. They also have a Facebook page and a website that you can Google really easy. One thing I'd encourage you to do is if you visit the website, there's a survey that asks certain questions about who's mountain biking. And this survey is being used to help develop trails that cater to the needs of the people that are actually using them. So please participate in that if you get a chance. I really want to thank Adam Churchill and Mark Dobbin for taking the time to talk to us today and teach us a little bit about this emerging sport here in Newfoundland. I hope you learned something new and maybe I'll see you out in the trails. We'll catch you next time for the next episode of the Health and Wellness Show on your VOCM.